Yo, what the fuck is up, man? It's the Wake Bag. We're back. I'm those Blind James, like always. You know, we down here in Columbus, Ohio, with our boy, Sam. Sam, what's your, like, stage names thing? Uh, Sam Rothstein, that's my stage Oh, name. Sam Rothstein. Yeah. That's, okay, I didn't know. I thought that was your government, and, like, yeah, no, Tony I'll... was just trying to give you on blood, put you on blast to the people. No, 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 not at all. A lot of people this past year have found out what my government name actually is. I don't give it out a lot, but that's why I chose Sam Rothstein as a name, because it just sounds like a regular name. Sam Rothstein, yeah, that sounds like a nice, that, solid Jewish guy. It, it's from Casino, though. If you that's guys have why, yeah, yeah, it's that's, okay. That's why I picked it because when I was first getting, when it, yeah, when I was first getting into rap, like the mob names were coming back a little bit. But like, huge Scorsese fan, and so like, uh, I, I was like, I need a mob name, but one that like doesn't insinuate that I kill people because I don't. Mm. And so Sam Rothstein was like the perfect character because he was just, like rich, he wore fly shit, he did cool shit, he was associated with criminals, but he didn't really do that much criminal shit himself. No, he was a Jewish guy. He was known as a numbers guy. Yeah, well, well, Arnold Rothstein, you know, he fixed the 1919 World Series. Yeah, there you go. Cincinnati, I'm also not Cincinnati Jewish, wasn't that. Well, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but he was connected with Let's gangsters and shit. a list of famous Jews and be like, hey, you know him? No, <laughs> no, no. But but I, I really don't. I don't know any of them. A list of famous Jews, that's everybody famous is fucking Jewish, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. So what I'm hearing is you got to convert, bro. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it is really funny. Like, every time I meet, uh, I will call meet me a lot bl- of... Call me blind Ezekiel. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll meet a lot of <laughs> Jewish musicians and they're just like, yeah, so, you know, you remember the tribe, too. And I'm like, a fucking Indians fan? What are you talking about? And they're, and they're just like, the, the, the tribe, or like Judah or whatever the fuck the thing what? is. And I'm like, oh, I'm really not Jewish, man. And, like, they're crushed every time. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah. They're just like, yo, we really thought we had another one. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bro, this is why we haven't made it. This is why no one in this room has made it famous yet. Yo, we got to convert. We're doing it wrong. Man. I think Waldo may be Jewish, dude. Like yeah, Dude, I gotta I gotta swap over. I, I had bro. a friend that uh, was gonna convert to Judaism, and he was really <laughs> explaining the whole philosophy of it to me. And it is actually of the all Kabbalah. the religions, it's the one that's most appealing to my atheist uh, like brain kind of logical. But uh, yeah, I still I still couldn't do it. I do really want to go to Israel though. I think going to Israel would be pretty rad. Hell yeah! You ever been anywhere there. cool overseas? Uh, yeah, I've been to Europe. Yeah, All right, me too. Uh, Italy and Germany mainly. Right. I've been to both. We yeah. just talked about this with who the fuck did we talk about that with? With Lethal FX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's who it was. That's exactly. Yeah, my who brothers was. both lived there. They were in the army, and I went to see them. We're so, at in Italy. Uh, Vicenza. Where's that? Uh, it is in the northern part. It's oh, uh, okay. it's like um, farthest north I went was Torrent. It's I think it's a little south of Venice. I oh yeah, say. I didn't get to go that north, man. That yeah, sweet dude. It was, uh, it was. I mean, just like most places in Italy, it's just like three thousand year old buildings in one part, streets too small for cars, tiny cups of coffee. Like, yeah, it, you know, I was, I wasn't in southern Italy too, too much, but it was really cool, man. It, it's cool just to get to see. Like seaside or inland? Yeah, uh, it was like seaside for the most. It was like inland a little bit, but it wasn't far from. Like oh, the ocean. That's pretty dope, though. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, what, which one do you like better? Germany or. Oh, I like Germany better. The people yeah. were a lot friendlier in Germany. Germany oh. gets down, bro. Yeah, they were just really. They're just incredibly hospitable people. People would buy you drinks for no fucking reason. Where were reason. you at there? No good reason. Um, I was in Stuttgart and then I was in Frankfurt. Oh, uh, both yeah. very good. Uh, well, oh, you know what? I was like, in I Munich in, for yeah, a Yeah, I was going to say, I flew but... into Frankfurt to get to Munich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Germany was really cool. The food was really good. Like, so good, dude. So I always tell people, like, 
Dude, Germany has some of the best. Yeah, because it's not like time. sauerkraut and fucking bratwurst and shit. Like, no, they do like regular like, shit, like yeah. steaks and stuff. Yeah, but it's the like steaks were good. incredible. I had a steak yeah. over there. It was still one of the best I've ever had. Oh yeah, dude, I love um, when they do the steak and they top it with a big flop of butter. Yeah, dude, dude. I, never, I didn't even know that was a thing yeah. until I went to Europe. I was like, oh shit, they're doing it different over here. And like, this, it's because the butter tastes nearly like like a. Like a sweet cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a herb butter. There's yeah. like lemons and capers. Yeah, and but then they just flop on top of that hot steak mm. and oh man, you making me fuck. hungry. God damn. I've been to the Bahamas as well. That was another. It's not really overseas. That was probably it's like dope, sixty though. miles. I went overseas. to the fucking. Really I went cool. to Atlantis in the Bahamas, but that's not like. Like, I didn't get to see too much of it's the very touristy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I was in Freeport, which is kind of like the island where the people that work at Nassau live. Oh, so okay. it was like a okay. way more normal. It was like that's why I was able to go because it's way cheaper to go stay at a hotel in Freeport than it is to go to like a oh, resort in Nassau or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so it was really cool, man. It was just interesting seeing so much of the island is covered in pine trees, actually. Really? Yeah. It's It threw me for a fucking loop. But basically what happened was the reason the Bahamas is still like a British protectorate is because a long, long time ago, one of an English, uh, an English prince of some kind... Crap! His ship wrecked, and they got shipwrecked on the Bahamas, like the Bohemian Islands. The people there were like, "Yo, we'll take care of you. You're cool." He's like, "Man, you guys are fucking great. I love you guys. Uh, when I come back here, I'm gonna tell my dad to do all types of great stuff and blah blah blah." And they're like, "Okay, bet." And then the British came back. They're like, "Yo, by the way, we own this island now, but you guys are never <laughs> gonna have to pay taxes ever again. Also, these trees are fucking ugly. Let's get some pine trees in here." And so he. <laughs> He hated pine trees or palm trees. They had never really seen them before. So he was like, these are the ugliest, stupidest fucking trees I've ever seen. Let's get some pine trees. Because pine trees were the only like uh, <laughs> tree from the north that could live in sand and shit like that. Like pine trees don't need a lot of water. That's why they live through the winter yeah, and stuff. So yeah, shit. there's just fucking piles of pine cones everywhere in the Bahamas. It was so random and weird. That is fucking odd. Yeah, but it was cool though. It was. A, I love fish too. So it's some of the best fresh fish food. Definitely. Yeah. And like... Yeah, conch is really big. You would see these just big oh, yeah, the piles of conch, conch shells. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I need to have some. I've never had it. Yeah. So fucking good, bro. Yeah, they're pretty crazy. Um, it was it was cool, and then like, how were the waves over there? Cause like the part over like every time I've been there, even where like in Paradise Island, where like this obviously, dude, it's the most touristy spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But like the waves over there were pretty gnarly, and then like, dude, I, I honestly, taking jet skis out was fucking. <laughs> That was fun, dude. We were jumping some shit. The only time I was near the ocean was when I think we were snorkeling. And I fucking hated that because I don't really like the ocean for real. Like, the ocean scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Exactly. This shit's awesome. I'm absolutely scared. We know more about space than we know about the fucking ocean. Like, Mm. I'm okay. And then the thing about the Bahamas is the water's so clear, you can see what's in the ocean. Yeah, it's awesome. That's why it's fun. When I saw a couple sharks and a couple sea urchins, I was like, I am out. And the jellyfish down there were crazy. There were jellyfish fucking everywhere. Yeah, then I wouldn't go if there's jellies. Yeah, but they're Jelly season, fuck that. They're not, um... Like the kind of typical jellyfish, though, apparently. Apparently, the jellyfish there are a little weaker. They don't sting you as bad and stuff, but that's why there's also a lot more of them. As bad. I don't yeah. trust that. I don't was, trust the as bad part. It wasn't cool. And there's when we were going into the Bahamas, there's a family in front of me. It was just like some normal fucking family. And the, ki- the guards were fucking pissed at them. And the guards are like yelling at them. And they had like AK-47s and shit. And they were like undo it like going through their bags and shit and they found these harry potter books 
And Harry Potter books are actually illegal in the Bahamas because it's like a very, very Christian country. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and like there's no witchcraft shit of any kind. Like no magic, Ooh. no witchcraft. You can't have books about Ooh. that shit. Because everywhere in the Caribbean too, like Santeria. people around there are really afraid of voodoo and shit yeah. like that. And like, because uh, I think it was like the Dominican Republic and Haiti yeah, had a big one. difference. Like Haiti was much more voodoo-based type uh, yeah. religions and mm-hmm. stuff. And Dominican Republic was much more Christian. And so that kind of conflict has really spread out through the Caribbean a lot over the years. And I think it's different in the Bahamas now because they're like, yo, it's fucking Harry Potter. Relax. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because now people in America are trying to cancel Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, yeah. For a completely different reason. <laughs> yeah. But, um, That's so but anyway, that was, that was all like long ago. Like all the traveling I did, at least out of the country, mm-hmm. was when I was like a teenager, like, you know, like 16 to 18 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everything since then has just been in, inter... America travel or whatever you want Wait, to call what's it. What's the most? What's the coolest place in the U.S. you've been like as an artist? Uh, yeah, like the coolest place I've ever gone to perform. I mean, probably L.A. Like I've done. Yeah. I've done a good amount of. Sh- not a good amount. I've done probably four shows out there. That's a good amount. That's um, and For yeah, it was cool. I think one of my favorite places out of state to perform is probably Detroit or. Oh yeah! Shout out to fucking three hundred three, bro. Yeah, the three hundred three is great. Detroit in general, the people there are so fucking cool. Because before I ever even got to go, I would see artists from Detroit down here, mm. and you know, because I I book events and shows and stuff like that. So I would fucking meet them, and every artist that was from Detroit, they were just always out of the box as fuck, and they were just like so yeah. interesting. Always had an angle. Always had something different they were trying to do, and that's how I could just tell, like. I bet Detroit is a fucking nut house because of how unique these artists have to be to even stand out there. Yeah, you and, saw that weed, dude. Look how unique that fucking weed was we brought. Yeah, for that's sure. from some unique. Yeah, the growers. weed in Michigan is no fucking joke either, man. For sure. Yeah, it's sure. nuts, man. It's uh, that's a great place. Uh, my favorite place is like city-wise. I love Savannah. I don't know if okay, yeah, I've been there. Love very, Savannah. Very, very clean, nice city. That's what I love about it. Yeah. It's a clean, good place. There's always, like, good restaurants, like, ice cream stores, and, like, it's, like, It's oh. definitely, I think, the most worthwhile place to go in Georgia. Atlanta's okay, but, Atlanta's like... Atlanta's fucking just, it's a bunch. That's all yeah. Atlanta is, man, you know? And it's not really connected. That's like, Atlanta's Everything's weird. gotta be in a neighborhood, yeah. and you're there for a couple hours, and then you tap out that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, all right, let's travel 46 <laughs> minutes to the next neighborhood. Yeah, that's also how it was in L.A., though. Like, yeah, L.A., I very quickly realized what the deal is there. It's like, oh, <laughs> you're just 45 minutes from wherever you need to be. It doesn't yeah. matter if, like, you got to go to get a pack of cigarettes or you got to go across town to do whatever. It takes you 45 minutes, no matter what the fuck it is. And yeah. Pretty it's, much. It's cool, though, because, like, at least there's shit to fucking look at out there and like in LA there's just so much to do constantly on a Monday night at 4 in the morning you can find some shit to do out there it's just one of those mm-hmm. cities and like in because you guys are what yeah, from Cleveland that's my favorite right? part about it yeah yeah like in Cleveland Columbus Cincinnati maybe to a lesser degree but in Cleveland and Columbus are really not nightlife cities like they're just not mm-hmm. like there are there is nightlife there is things to do but like not in the way that you know New York or fucking LA or well, Nashville. It's a nightlife you know. city until the bar closes. Yeah, exactly. And like, because even when I went There's to no Louisville. There's no after hours like killing it. And like, no, it's like the, the most you're going to find is a diner. At two in, in Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And like. So I'm saying the most you find after two is a diner to go eat. Yeah, yeah, or a Waffle House. Or yeah, and that's where like everybody that. goes to hang out and congregate yeah. if you're up. I got to be honest with you. I, you know, I have hosted or done some kind of like illegal after hours parties and shit before. 
And I gotta say, two in the morning is about as late as shit should go. Like, anything after two in the morning, it's just like, it's just dudes being creepy. They struck out at the bar. They couldn't fuck any chicks at the bar. <laughs> so now they're going to weird after parties. Trying well, yeah, to feed girls so you gotta make that a power, You gotta make that a private event. It's after like, hours, yeah. things are private events. Yeah, it's like, but then again, I went to, I went to Louisville one time. And for to Love do a that show. city. And we were like, I was like an opener, and I was like, well, what time am I going on? They're like, eh, it's 1230. I was just like, I was like, is the show, does it go? (laughs) Is the crowd usually still here? And they're like, yeah, the bars are open until four here. I was like, fucking okie dokie, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. It was crazy because also Louisville condenses most of their bars and nightlife into two streets. There's just two, two, yeah. There's like yeah. two mile, two mile long two strips. Mile, one mile long stretches, yeah, and that's what I love so about it. Venues and bars. That's what I tell Waldo. I'm like Waldo, you know how much you love Louisville? It is those two streets, and it's nothing but thrift stores, vintage shops, yeah. candy stores, tattoo shops, venues. Some, yeah, venues. It's like in a, um, it's like in a barbecue. Uh, what Sixth Street is like in Austin. Kind yeah, of. It's like exactly, that. but just two long stretches and of there, it. They're like, how is so... this cool shit here in Louisville? Well, the thing is, it's just, it's in between, like, nine colleges. Like, there, Louisville ah. is right around, like, so there's Christian colleges, there's historical black colleges, there's regular colleges, there's state universities, there, you know, like, there's all types of shit right sense. in that area in between Cincinnati and there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, because when I was booking tours and stuff and I was planning tours out, like, Columbus is such a good location, period. Like, it's yes. just... Pittsburgh yeah. is two hours away. Detroit is, like, fucking three. Ann Arbor's, like, three and a half. Indianapolis is, like, three. Dayton is one. Cincinnati's two. Fucking uh, Louisville's, like, three, three and a half. And so it's, like, there's just so much stuff close by that you could plan a really easy local tour. Yeah. And it's just, like, you really don't even have to stay in the city if you don't need to. You can just pop a fucking Adderall and drive three hours back. Like, it's not that hard. Oh yeah, no, that's something we've done. I mean, it's that that is the one good thing about Cleveland is it's a a decent, you know, overall for the US. It's a decent like hub to go out of. Right, and with Cleveland it's much easier to get to the northeast. You know what I mean? You it, yeah, it's I mean, just yeah. like it's one road either way, you either take ninety west to get to the northwest or yeah. ninety east to get to the northeast. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's just it's a good hub. It, yeah. You know, it's it's not a terrible place to be based out of, honestly. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't have a ton of interest in the North. I've done some shows in Buffalo and shit like that. And, you know, it's just uh, all the stereotypes are true. Like, <laughs> the worst place to drive. Yeah. Yeah. We all of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, my least favorite drive is out to Pittsburgh. Yo. Really? It's only two hours, but it's so boring. Like, there's just nothing to fucking look at and shit like that. But then when you finally, like, get through that one hill and then it just shows you the whole postcard ass image of Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's got a really cool skyline too. Yeah, like it does. Pittsburgh is the just bridges like, and the yeah, it's got yeah. how it's set on top of the like layers and of like the, the houses on the other side of the river and yes, stuff that basically big as fuck like, too. Fuck, man. But yeah. uh people from Pennsylvania are like the Canadians of America. Like they're the most overly polite people in the world. I just don't vibe with them. Like as an Ohioan, I feel like we're just a little extra grumpy. We're loudmouths, we cuss too much. Blah, blah, blah. People from Pennsylvania are just not that way. They're just They're very nice. polite. I fucking don't trust them. Yeah, they, I know. And they, they, their drivers are really bad. We, we have bad so drivers. shitty. And those two-lane highways. Yeah, yeah. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Also, let me buy beer at a fucking gas station, bro. Like, what's <laughs> going on here? Like, what is going <laughs> What on is here? the deal, bro? Yeah. So. No, I, fuck, I still fuck with PA for the fact that, uh, well, like you were saying, I... I 
driving to Pittsburgh is pretty lame. Yeah, right? yeah. But I've done more lame drives, like going to fucking Nebraska and oh, shit God, to the yeah. West Coast. Yeah, and that's the thing. I haven't really been out uh, to the real heartland. You know what I mean? I've oh, never had to drive just the whole out there. Of nothing. Yeah, like, because even just driving to Toledo is fucking boring. Like, northern Ohio in general is fucking flat and boring and there's nothing up there. Or going out to Indiana to do shows Dude, and the stuff drive like from that. Columbus to Cincinnati like, is the worst drive of oh, Ohio. Oh, you know what, man? Because that's a drive... I used to have, like, a monthly event in Cincinnati. So I was always going back and forth from there. And, yeah, the drive back from Cincinnati is really fucking terrible. Just, because it's I like, mean, you pass Kings Island and like, two lanes past Kings yeah. Island. That's all you get to... Or what's that fucking... Is that Kings Island? Yeah, it's Kings Island. Yeah. yeah, you pass... That's the only, like, cool thing. You're like, oh, hey, look, an amusement park. Yeah, and you just get... uh, You know, you get the hell is real sign. And then that's it. That's the only thing you have yeah, to look that's at. That's it, dude. <laughs> like, that's a wrap on it, homie. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah. Uh, I love Cincinnati though. I have so I that place. Great is, town uh, for theater and art. I love I love man, the, the their theater. Music, their music scene's cool. They're just the most extreme on ten people ever, man. Like I've never met people that are more prickly and confrontational and just fucking will not hesitate for a second to tell you exactly what they think. They all dress really well. I feel like the chicks are hotter down there for some reason. I feel like it's just like, I don't know. Cincinnati is just like very, very cool to me. I would never in a million years want to live there, though. Never. Like, Columbus is a very chill, nice, easy place to live. I and could it's live a, in Columbus, it, man. I've said that before. Yeah, I, I, like this, place I like this place. I like this place. be an artist. Like, Columbus is a great town for incubating artistic talent. There's good markets, like great yeah. food. I mean, the people here are always cool. Yeah, There's, there is stuff to do, and then it's a surprise when the campus is too, actually. Well, yeah, when like, the, and when the campus is fully open, dude. Yeah, there is always shit going on. Yeah, for the there's most there's always part. a convention or something. Because the other chat. thing is too, like people, musicians around here really think that. Uh, <clears throat> OSU is like the promised land. Like if you could just get the OSU kids on board, then we'll fucking rule the world and be twenty one pilots. And it's like it really doesn't work that way because like there's about fifty, sixty thousand kids that go to OSU. Mm-hmm. Most of them are not from Ohio. A lot of them are not even from America. Right, right. And so it's like they don't give a fuck about local music. They're not trying to see a local nope. band. No, like, no. yo, if somebody, you know, because OSU has a quarter million dollar budget every year for entertainment for their students. So, like, they can bring Travis Scott or whoever the fuck they want and, like, just show that to kids. But it's, like, it's always been this, like, it's fool's gold to me. Like, just the draw of OSU because outside of that little sphere of influence, there's a really strong art scene in Columbus. You're better yeah, off hitting right. the technical college yeah, around sure. here. Or like, just like CCAD. Like, we have an art yeah, academy here. Yeah, that's it's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's where you need to be in. Yeah, like, but that's why Columbus has such Bunch a strong of, art OSU scene. kids are going to be spending their time studying and worrying about yeah, their fucking... Yeah, trying to get fucking laid yeah. and, and, and watching the game and all the other just college college yeah. bullshit. Like, Mainstream college shit. Yeah, and it's like, yo, they were in high school months ago. <laughs> Like, months ago. They're not going to just be yeah. converted to these mature Anthony Vantano listening to fucking music fans all of a sudden that nope. will know the intricacies. Nope. It doesn't work like that. But no, it's like, that's one in a, that, that's, that's a... That's three out of the 78 kids in a lecture hall. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, you're absolutely... That's literally a perfect ratio, too. It's like, that's exactly how it is. But because we have CCAD, like, I noticed between... Cleveland and Cincinnati and Columbus mm-hmm. and Dayton too. I'll throw Dayton in there because Dayton's music scene is healthy as fuck. But Columbus has the most visual representation 
of them. There are way more photographers in Columbus and visual people and directors and all that than any other city in Ohio. And it's, well, yeah, real, it's a graphic design capital yeah, here. Exactly. And so it's like we have a lot of little kind of silver lining stuff that we do really, really well. We do like polish stuff really, really well. But it, in terms of like, because I know Cleveland and Columbus effectively share a rock scene too. Like, I was going to say, I, if I had to say, I'd say Cleveland's better at food and venues. There and, are some sick ass places to eat in Cleveland, and there are great venues in Cleveland too. I but, just wish that they liked me. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. It's like Columbus uh, can't decide what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to be an indie rock town, an EDM town, because well, we live where so I was close getting at with the is. divide is that. Cleveland is a place that only pops off from May till you know fucking September. See, I feel like that's it's it's different because like I would try to book shows in the winter time, thinking that was the slow season in Cleveland, and they're just like, no, they're like, no, because because it's all flannel shirt bearded ass dudes that look like me that listen to like <laughs> brand new and fucking you know yeah. other shit like that that just. Occupy the whole winter. Yeah, exactly. It's just Aye. like, yo, that's where you want to be in the fall and winter. You want to see yeah. bands like that. Yep. Yes. And Cleveland's huge for that because Bravo artists, like, I know they're some of the biggest promoters in Cleveland. They're yeah. definitely the biggest one down here in terms of rock music. And so it is really, really cool to see. And like, Cleveland, I think, has made up his mind, though, that like, yo, we're either a rock town or we are a party town because there are some sick ass fuck. Like, Cleveland's just DJ and party scene is really interesting. We have a crazy hip hop uh, scene. Yeah, yeah. But I will say this, though, right now, and I'm sorry to any of your listeners that are, like, big fans of the hip-hop scene in oh, Cleveland. Oh, fuck them. Uh, Cleveland <laughs> is basically, like, the rest of Ohio looks at Cleveland like North Korea. Like, everybody we talk to from Cleveland is like, yo, I gotta get the fuck out of Cleveland, bro. We just want to come down here. Y'all be doing shows. Y'all be blah, 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 blah. <laughs> But all those artists that I see from Cleveland, they're all great artists. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, Cleveland is shitty artists. It's like... Cleveland doesn't have the infrastructure to support the amount of good artists that they have. No, that's, that's the, issue. the real issue. Well, that's I bring this up often is that Cleveland's problem is that every, it's it's all competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like even from the bigger bands like Well, I'm, and you guys are like the most official city in Ohio too. Like you're the city like people don't mention Cincinnati yeah. or Columbus in movies, but people know Cleveland. Yeah, like, right. You know, it's like it's the most Famous city's got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. MGK's from there. Bone Thugs is from there. Like most artists that have been signed have been right, from Cleveland. They're from Cleveland, right? So. Well, that's why, and that's what I'm saying. And there's the divide of like Cleveland, really, like. All right, when you come out of Cleveland, you you get this thing where you get to go. Oh, I'm from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And people go, oh, shit. Yeah. When you go, I'm from Columbus, people don't go, oh, shit. People are just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's <laughs> nice. Nice, Columbus. nice. That's not right. Sick, nice, bro. nice. You go, oh, I'm from Cleveland. They're like, damn, Oh, bro. okay. Yeah. Nice. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. Like, oh, shit. Like, you did some shit. Or, huh? like, you could be like, I'm from Cincinnati, and people are like, oh, Yeah, okay, exactly, right. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's got some, something, something else that goes with it, you know? Colum- I think Columbus is... Cleveland is very much more of an East Coast kind of city. Columbus is very much a more Midwest kind of city. And Cincinnati is actually a little bit of a Southern city. Yeah, I agree. Very Southern Yeah, dude, they all got hillbilly accents too, don't they? Yeah, they really do. They're river rats, man. Yeah, uh, straight up. (laughs) But but I don't know, like, because my buddy, um, I had a buddy who was a lead singer of a band from Cleveland, a hardcore band, Orca. And... um, he started a bakery up there. He was like, while he was in the band, he was like working as a night baker and shit like that for like this Ukrainian bakery. But I think Columbus has, or Cleveland has uh, probably a more diverse 
community of like ethnic neighborhoods and like mm-hmm. little enclaves of like ethnic groups and stuff like that. Well, Even though Columbus is very, very diverse, like Columbus has a massive population of like Kenyans and Somalis. And, straight fact, you know. straight fact. Cleveland is the fastest city in the U.S. where an immigrant could be approved to. That's sweet. Become a citizen of the U.S. That's cool. Yeah, That's um, on cool. average in the U.S. takes about four months to be approved. Cleveland takes about four weeks on ah, average to become a citizen. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, I have honestly, I've been to Cleveland maybe a handful of times. Like, I really haven't been there too, too much because it's like you've got basically six weeks where the weather's nice. And you, you I was going to say, it's pretty gray a lot of times of the year, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the weather's shitty in all of Ohio, but it's yeah. also all over the place in all of Ohio and stuff, too. <laughs> But it's like oh, but I, Cleveland. We got it's no fucking it's no secret. We have the lake, which makes yeah. it fucking gray, and all of our shit yeah. that hits us comes down from Canada. Yeah. And you know, well, it's you guys fun, have, though. You I guys love it. Seen the Cleveland like act. It's Cleveland. Oh yeah, no, we're not Detroit. <laughs> hey, uh, I've. I've opened for that guy doing stand-up comedy. That's awesome. He's got a show. I at, didn't even know that that was like a comedian that did that. I just thought it was some fucker on the internet. No, no, no yeah, it's Mike it. Polk. He's a comedian out oh, of Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, Mike Polk Jr. He's, uh, yeah, he writes a show out of a Hilarities up there. Oh, it's a kick-ass okay. show. Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's very interesting seeing different cities. Because, uh, you know, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland are all sort of the same size population-wise. They're yeah. all like, I yeah. think Columbus has the biggest population of all of them. Even probably, though it doesn't yeah, seem probably. like it. Like, Columbus is also just very flat, and, like, Cincinnati, you look around, you're like, yo, I'm in a fucking city. Like, there's, like, multiple-story apartment buildings, blah, blah, blah. Columbus is, like, mainly houses. Like, it's not, we don't have, like, a huge inner-city kind of right. area. Right, well, like yeah, that. and then, like, Cleveland and Cincinnati are both, like, districty. Like, we have yeah. a theater district. We have yeah. a warehouse district. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that oh, that's my favorite thing about Cincinnati is their theater district. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, man, Cincinnati's but, just got... But like you were saying, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Cleveland is like a New York City or a Boston for like... Yeah. We're kind of that divide where it's like, all right, from here on out, this you're in the fucking... This is the yeah, heart like, of the I've Midwest. Heard, I've heard Raekwon talk about Cleveland. Like, I've heard like rappers talk about Cleveland or Youngstown even, too. Youngstown's you know what I mean? hard. Like, Yo, yeah, Youngstown really is pretty... <laughs> I've done shows in Youngstown before, and it was some of the most scared I've ever been doing a show. And uh-huh. also, the people there, it's just like... Places that have a reputation like that, I usually end up gravitating towards. Let me take you to my neighborhood. Let me take you where I grew up. Because it's just like, man, like, yo, people are like that for a reason, though. And it's like, also, people like that have some shit to say. And they've got interesting shit they can tell you, too. I'll book you at the Palace Theater in Lorraine. Let's do it. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Lorraine's my hometown. Uh, I've been to Lorraine. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there before. Beautiful, huh? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Lancaster, Ohio, so I can't really say anything about beautiful hometowns and shit like that. <laughs> Is there any fucking weed I can hit around anywhere? Oh, dude, where did they? Oh, I have the jar, but I I, I didn't bring the bong or anything. Two seconds. There we go. Yeah. Smoke some of that garlic cookie. Okay, all right. Cool. Yes, sir. Um, oh. So, like, how long have you guys been a podcast? Sorry, I like oh. I do podcast myself. Like I'm a podcaster as well. So like I always so like interviewing. Well, you gonna flip the interview a little bit? Uh, yeah. Um, about two years. It's been two years. Okay. Yep. Two, yes, it is two years. Cool, so, cool. Got some. Got it. You oh, good? Yeah. Okay. Everybody yeah. good? 
Um, yeah, yeah, two years. Yeah, two years in September was two years. Hell yeah. So what made you guys kind of want to do it? Were you guys just like always hanging around and fucking around and just talking about shit anyway? And you're like, why don't no. we record this? Or? No, I literally, I hadn't seen Cooch in years. And then I was in like a really deep, dark place. But I had also been listening to studying podcasting and radio for what since were, I went blind. What were some of your uh, early podcast influences that you like, really wanted to be like? Uh, Burt Kreischer, Joe uh, Rogan. Uh, I'm still on a high from the well, then, And then radio Rover. guys. Rover from Rover's Morning Glory, okay. obviously. Okay. Uh, he's my dude. I was a big... Loveline was a big influence. Oh, I used to love Adam Loveline. Carolla and Dr. Drew. Loveline is legendary old radio yeah. tech. Man. Oh, hell yeah. I love Stern, too. Yeah, oh. Stern is amazing. One of the best interviewers ever, for yeah. sure. Uh, but then, yeah, I started listening to like other people. like NP- and A lot of the NPR interviewers were like... Okay. People like like Jad Appenrod from Radiolab. Yeah, yeah. They're like that dude. Just, yeah, like listen to how these people formulate questions and string shit together even when like... And then at certain points, you know, I've studied enough where, like, now if I can tell somebody hasn't studied interviewing and shit, I can tell how they're stumbling through interviews. Right, right, right. Having to formulate their own question. I do the same thing, but I try not to get caught doing it. Like, if I hear myself doing it, I'm like, ah, fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm stringing this now. Um, What is your guy's least, uh, or, like, what's your biggest pet peeve that guests do? When they stand up before I say all clear. I'd say when they don't talk into the mic. Yeah, I, I would probably have to be it too, though. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, do you not realize you're in an interview just talking to the mic? And it's like most of the time they're performers, right? Oh, yeah, that's the problem. Is I'm like, do you not know how to, like, and I'll say something before. I'll be like, dude, talking to the mic for me. But then they forget it because, like, I mean, I don't know if it's, I got it in a second. I'm just going to finish the response here. But it, it'll be like, is it because you get wrapped up in the conversation and like you just some people so, are so so what happens is a lot of times because like he has a desk how we usually do it he has a desk and the artists are like on this side okay a lot of times the artist will go from like talking into the mic looking at the camera to talking to him like back here and not talking oh, to the okay, mic too okay. you know so <laughs> it's like the mic's right here but. You, they could even be looking at him in, in this close to it, but not even talking right. in the mic too. And, and it's people like, don't realize it's like, yo, yeah, you're in a room talking to people, but you're all talking to the guest. You can talk or into the mic, the just talk to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you're, you're all talking to the audience, no right? Right, right, always, and they're not. I just hate when I have to me. carry interviewers though. Like, like that's they, another thing. They just like they're kind of just like a, they're a drag. Like, it's like so. What, what have your inspirations been? And they're just like, well, you know, it's like fucking Paul McCartney. And that's it. Uh, like, yeah, we're supposed <laughs> to extrapolate on this motherfucker. Like, so what do I do to avoid that? Okay, I actually had this conversation with Tony earlier because he was like, "Well, how do you do this?" And I was like, "Well, check it, dude. Here's how I run a question. All right, instead of being like, so what are your major influences? All right, I'll go. All right, so check it, bro. When I was like a kid growing up, all right, every Sunday I use this as my example all the time. Every Sunday, me and my grandma. All right, we'd kick on a Rolling Stones album, clean her house, and cook a fat dinner for me and her. That's sweet. And we would try out, like, a different recipe, and that was our Sunday thing, dude. And I didn't give a fuck what I was doing, like, what plans were. Cancel them Sunday, got to be home for dinner for that, okay? And so that's why the Stones to this day are one of my biggest influences in, like, 
how I live my life, the music I listen to, and like even how I act as a person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like I so much of you're not gonna so many people get into podcasting because they think it's easy. They think it's an easy way to make content mm-hmm. and blah blah blah, but they don't understand that it's like this game is really only for the people that have a true interest in other things. Yeah. You can't ask good questions if you aren't legitimately interested. You know, someone can train you. Somebody, you know, you've heard plenty of generic early morning uh, radio interviews on the pop station with the local or with the comedian that's touring or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we've got Dane Cook in the studio today. Dane, do something real funny for us. Right, no, but that's not how it works. (laughs) works. Podcasting is entirely different than that. It's like, yo, it's about cracking open subjects and like enjoying You have to build a buffer of relatability is what it is. Like, uh, it's like, all right, when you go in, when you're writing or producing a song, okay, you're obviously not just going to magically go in and start writing something like a classical composition because that's not what you do or what you studied or what you've been into, right? Yeah. No, you're going to go in there and maybe write something that's a little R&B influenced or maybe this one's a little more like metal influenced because that's what I've been into lately and that's just you know, where I'm at uh, as opposed to like... You know, having to, like, a, without that, it's a lot of just fill in. It's a lot of let me, it's like A and B, right? And yeah. it's like, no, dude, you can't have A and B. You got to put C and build a triangle here and su- make it something supportive. Yeah. And it's also like um, a lot of podcasts don't understand the sort of trade between the guest and the sort of like clout or audience attention and I guess eyeballs and ears that they have and are bringing to the show and the equal trade of that, that the podcast gives the guests. Like a lot of times you have podcasters that just want guests and they're like clearly just booking the guests because they think it can give them viewers. <coughs> but it's like, yo, you don't get viewers that way. You get no. viewers from having a unique perspective and <coughs> from actually, you know, fucking... Taking an interest in some shit and cracking a subject open and getting a different side of people that you've never seen before. And uh, I think that's why, like, I, I think Rogan's getting, like, exponentially worse at it as time goes on. I think that, like, I'm not, like, I've been a fan of his podcast for a very, very long time, but I'm becoming less and less of a fan of it as time goes on. But regardless, he's a legend in the medium. You know what I mean? He's well, a legend. No, I get he's, what you mean. He's though. one of the most watched interviewers of all time. Yeah, and I, I just feel like there's, uh, I don't know, how many times you're gonna bring up COVID with a health expert? Right, right, That's, and other I stuff. Get, yeah, yeah, it's just like James. Well, and he's been so successful here, because right? he has multiple. That's, That's a lighter, so I can get your attention. Oh, nice. Ah, uh, train. Oh, that was a great catch. But Thanks. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just think I've seen podcasting go through so many different trends now, you know, since I've been kind of watching it and consuming it and then doing them myself. And I just know at the end What's of the day. What's your podcast called? Uh, I don't currently have one now. I'm actually good on this, man. I'm high as fuck. I still have to speak into a microphone. Um, but yeah, man, like. Uh, I started out, it was literally just the Sam Rothstein show because, you know, I'm original and creative. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
it was uh, it was just me interviewing the rappers I knew. You know, like I, I was I was a rapper. I knew a bunch of rappers, so I wanted to talk about rapper shit with other rappers. I never got to do that before until I started playing shows. And I got so people. hip to so much about hip hop and rap right in this show. Like, that I was not hip to before. Yeah. Just learning about, like, even these new styles of rap, like, lo-fi rap. Yeah. And, like, Trap uh, and tra- all types of shit. Right, man. And, like, getting hip to just... Like, hip-hop is something that I've uh, really been studying since I was about 11 years old. Like, no lie. Okay. I've been... Uh, Did you have, like, an older brother or something that got you? I, I had a stepsister who had a Puff Daddy CD, and she had Life After Death by Notorious B.I.G. Fuck okay. yeah. I remember seeing uh, the news report on MTV News that Notorious B.I.G. got killed, and I, like, made the correlation. I was like, oh, my stepsister had that CD. I was like, why did this motherfucker get killed? Yeah, what like, happened then? I didn't know that was a thing that could happen to, like, famous people. Because he went back to Cali. And, and so... <laughs> I, I, fact. I went... Th- I went and listened to it, and it, it just, like, blew my whole world open. And then also, at the same time, it was just, like, hip-hop was slowly dominating the world anyway. I mean, the 90s, that was, like, the era of, like, that was real the- hip-over crossover shit, like, Outkast and, yes, uh, you know, like, even shit like Nappy Roots and stuff. Like, there was a lot of songs that happened that were cultural songs that crossed over outside of hip-hop and reached well, yeah, greater dude, and pop then music r- in the even 90s. Even like rap rock and rap metal started oh, of to course. come out like, yo, I'm a total Limp Bizkit fan. Like, I'm, Fuck, I'm yeah. completely new metal. Like, I, I think okay. new metal was the last time rock music was actually dangerous. And like, you dude, know, you like... you remember when Slipknot used to rap, like, fucking yeah. heavily rap? Yeah, and Mudvayne, too. Taylor's a nasty Mud- rapper. Mudvayne was doing the same thing. Yeah, you're right. I totally and forgot Mudvayne used to rap, yeah, too. Yeah, man. So I'm so used to their, like, sellout, like, shit that was in, like, movies and stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? and so it's like, at the end of the day, it's just, I grew up, you know, I'm 31 years old now, so I was born in 1989. I grew up listening to... Wow, you're fucking old, dude. Uh, I, dude, in rap years, I'm, like, 55. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're fucking two years older than me, bro. <laughs> But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I've seen rap take the world over in my lifetime. You know, like, in the 80s, rap was coming up. But, like, in the 90s, it was the that biggest was thing. The and in the 2000s, it runs, like, it, now <laughs> hip-hop is the most sold, most listened to genre of music the on the planet. most culturally influential, influential yeah. thing. Like, it's changed the world. It's, yeah. And, like, I, I know we don't have the time, so I won't do it. But I could give you a fucking thesis paper on why hip-hop is better than music. Like, hip-hop is better than all the other genres. Fucking combined, possibly. But it's like nobody wants to ever have an objective conversation about a subjective thing. But it's like, yo, if you did have to make it objective, if somebody had a gun to your head and said, fucking figure out what would make the best genre of music, how would it not be hip-hop? When it's clothes, it's fucking. You know what I mean. Like, I would see, so and that's where I would. I it put it all aspects. I would of American easily put it into like the top five, but yeah. the of all time, really, because like I think, all right, you can never classical do, composition would, would be ne- first. Okay, I would, ne- I would never say of all time. <laughs> okay, you, because you can never say of all time because all time also means the future. And so oh, I'm not trying right. to be right. Good. What I'm saying is right dude, now, that's a wise man's fucking like thing to say right there. I'm just bro. saying of all time right now I'm looking at the past hundred years. 1920 yeah. is when recorded music okay. like first okay. started kind of being a thing Got you. that people could actually consume. And so we've seen the Beatles. We saw Elvis, Madonna, the Rolling Stones, Michael Jackson, blah, 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 all that. We've seen Motown, mm. disco, you know, classic rock, hair metal, grunge, 
fucking all these genres yeah. of music's come and go and stuff like that. But hip hop was the one that like you look in any movie right now in contemporary America that is about and set in contemporary America, and there's a hip hop reference in there somewhere. Like it's everywhere. Travis Scott has a fucking cheeseburger, bro. Yeah. Like yeah. yo, they it's used to the make Batman toys. They make era. Travis Scott toys now. Like think about that. Like yo, they didn't. They don't make Keith Richards fucking McDonald's toys. They didn't have. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? No. They they didn't have fucking Billy Squire fucking action figure sets. Like no, but they have that shit for rappers now. Like yo, it's a whole different thing. And so yeah, there were rock bands that pioneered a lot of the shit that rappers are doing now too. Don't get me wrong. Kiss. Skinny Kiss, jeans for Kiss one. had a but, lot of action figures. Uh, yes, Kiss definitely was doing that for sure. Kiss was like. The biggest pioneer, I think, in music merchandising. I don't think there's. Yeah. They're basically the George Lucas music merchandising. Yeah, but like, um, even then, though, I think that like Aerosmith. Aerosmith had a video game. Aerosmith used to have oh, a yeah. fucking arcade video game where you had to kill. They have a roller coaster from the New World Order with a gun that shot CDs and Aerosmith. shot their heads off, bro. Aerosmith has a roller coaster. Yeah, they like, got a pinball game too. And it's like, even like then, like Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett is one of the most important independent musicians of all fucking time. Fuck yeah. He was the first musician, like actual working signed artist to ever break out and start his own record label. He was the first fucking person to do that. There's no disturbing the peace. Without that, there's no fucking Dr. Dre's aftermath. There's no fucking shady records. There's no They don't model after that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knew that an artist could make a record label before that. So it's like, yeah, rock has definitely pioneered a ton of stuff. But what I will say about hip-hop as well is hip-hop is the only genres where the players of the game really become the coaches. And in rock music, Keith Richards became a celebrity. All these other people, they became celebrities. They become these solidified, knighted, cultural figures. In hip-hop, they become Jay-Z's and they run Rock Nation. They become P. Diddy and they fucking, you know, run Bad Boy. And they change the infrastructure of the game. It's people like Nipsey Hussle that innovate and, you know, the game rewards people for doing that shit. Clothing lines and all that. Not just merchandising your band or your artist's name. Exactly. It's about expanding vitamin water. And really, really like building a true fucking solid industry. And so I think people uh, never give hip hop its fucking respect and its due. (laughs) And like, I, you know, I play drums, I play guitar, I love all genres of music, man. I really do listen to a lot of different fucking music, but I know in my heart and soul that hip-hop, hands down, means the most to me, and it's saved my life multiple fucking times, and it's changed my life. Like, yo, the minute I decided to start following rapping, and actually just believe it, and believe that I could do it, and I was worthy of doing it. Because, like, yo, I went to a high school surrounded by cornfields, bro. Like, hip-hop lived on a different planet than me. It was something I fantasized about. I never imagined I could fucking be a rapper. And people would take me seriously. Let alone, like, people that are actually in hip-hop. People that actually make the music and know what the fuck they're talking about. And so it's like, it's uh, it just means that much I said, to me. you better cover some country be- or play ACDC, boy. <laughs> You better play me that uh, there Alan Jackson. No, Y'all got you some time, Pity. I fucking love ACDC. I, I think, fucking can't stand ACDC. I miss, <laughs> I miss um, rock music when it was raunchy 
and fucking crude and creepy. <laughs> like Motley like, Crude. Like, yeah, not even that, but like AC like in the seventies it was creepier. Like, have you ever seen what Fog Hat looks like in real life? Like, if you if they walked up to you in a bar and were trying to hit on you all sweaty and fucking gross, like you as a woman you would be mortified and scared <laughs> for your fucking life. Yeah. But like uh in like in the seventies though, rock music and in the eighties definitely, but it's like the sound was just so different in the eighties because of digital recording and shit for the first time. But in the seventies, rock music was really, really raunchy and just like it was about sex. It was about partying and sex. It wasn't like what people think of it now, which I guess like I don't know, they're when Alice in Chains is fucking classic rock. Things are different. It, it, but Alice in Chains is like fucking changed. thirty years ago. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, I it's fucking love different. Alice in Chains. Yeah, I do too. All right, good. And it's like, like yeah. we're talking shit. I was no, 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 not at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> all I'm saying is the reason I love a band like Queens of the Stone Age or uh, Royal Blood or whatever is because they are keeping rock music sexy. I think that rock music needs to be sexy on a certain level of some kind. And um, it's like really fucking broy right now and like five finger death punch and like there's like that whole side of it that just took over. And like it's kind of fucking lame. But I always think rock music was at its best when it was just shamelessly about sex and drugs. And it was just going for that whole fucking vibe. But there's not a lot of bands that really do that now that really like try to capture that. And I just feel like, look, man, and maybe it's because I was a child of the fucking nineties and I heard about Kurt Cobain killing himself and Biggie and Tupac getting fucking shot. And you know, like Marilyn Manson on the rise and then having fucking Senate hearings about it and shit. And like, yo, uh, music, yeah, I, that was confusing me so much as a child, a, dude. Music was a fucking force of nature in the nineties. Like music, the people were like, holy shit, this is corrupting our children and endangering the world. Satanic and panic, like, baby. Yeah, it disturbs like, the masses. And it's just like, to me, it needs to keep that vibe. And in the era of Spotify and all this other shit, they've just taken so much of the fangs out of it. And I fucking hate it, man. I fucking hate how music feels now. There's so few artists that are actually dangerous. Everyone's good, though. Like, yo, everyone's good. Like, all new shit that comes out that gets any kind of real attention, uh, you know, numbers-wise on Spotify or on YouTube or anything like that, they're worthy of it. Like, yo, they deserve it. I Like, I, I believe that to my core. The internet didn't really make things easy to spot as to who actually well, yeah, people matters. don't listen to stuff if they don't like it. Yeah, if it sucks, they're not going to do it. And then, like, people talk about industry plants and shit like that. And that stuff did exist. There were artists that were wholly created for the music industry to just be like, yo, our writers have a backlog of fucking pop songs that we've written well, yeah, that we don't have an artist to give to. So here, look at BTS. Yeah. They do that all the time. Yo, fucking O-Town, uh, Sugar Ray. Sugar yeah. Ray, the only reason, they weren't even a band. They weren't even a band. The director, MCG, who went on to direct, he directed a ton of fucking great music videos, then directed like the Charlie's Angels movies, Terminator Salvation. He's a talented ass dude. He fucking literally knew these dudes that all looked cool and knew they could play instruments. And he's like, yo, get together and like write a song. I just want to shoot a music video for you. And <laughs> they wrote, I just want to fly or something like that. Well, because, yeah, Sugar Ray started and, off writing punk songs. And then they started, they wrote like a couple of those jammy tunes. Yeah. 
And then people were like... They were signed before they had a song. They got signed off of just a bullshit music video that no one saw. No one ever saw the music video but the people on the fucking record label. And it's like, yo, they went platinum like five fucking times or some shit. Like, yo, the 90s was unprecedented. It was like the, like... Uh, Caligula's Rome and shit <laughs> in music. Like, it was fucking... It was insane, man. Ah, you know your history, huh? Yeah, man. Dude, I I'm happy. So you're hip <laughs> about, you know, Tiberius before him? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, man. It's only because I watched the fucking movie, man. Somebody told me to watch the movie, and I was like... Ah, what movie? Oh, man. You've never seen Caligula? No. Oh. Well, listen. Listen, listen. There... You don't ever do it. Nobody listening, don't ever see the movie Caligula, okay? Watch a documentary about it or fucking whatever. Listen to it. Yeah, I just listen to audiobooks about the history well, of Rome. There's, I, you know, when I went there, I wanted to learn everything. Well, there's plenty of fucking history podcasts and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the movie was co-produced by Hustler. Oh, man. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. So this movie... Do they depict, fucking, even when he turned in like a savage later in life? Oh, and was it's like, the worst shit I've ever seen. Oh, okay. It's so the yeah, worst they shit talk, I've ever they, seen. They show everything that happened to Malcolm him. Malcolm McDowell. Helen Mirren's in it. <laughs> yeah. It was written by Gore Vidal. It's fucking... It was... Is Gore Vidal's like, Caligula is fucking insane. like start off with him it. as a kid in the fucking like bath getting like... Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Figured. All of it. I figured. All of it. All the All worst right. shit... All there. Yeah, I figured. So don't ever right. do it. Don't need to. Yeah, I already know the stories yeah. from the history books. So. But it's like, it yeah. was such an insane fucking spectacle of a movie. They spent a lot of money on this shit. But then the movie was so fucking just vile and disgusting that people were like, yo, we don't want to watch this. <laughs> like, oh my God. We don't yeah, we're good on that rated X movie. Yeah. But, um, so anyway. I don't, I'm definitely not trying to get off on a history fucking uh, thing because no, I don't know we'll how do much time. Next you, time you come yeah, on the show, I don't know show, how much bro. time you guys have, but I don't know, uh, even know if the next band's here or not, or if they're coming, or what the move is. But well, we can just talk until they get here. Or wait, is that them in the backyard? Probably. We'll it fuck. might be. They look right. real impatient. They right. look like, will these motherfuckers hurry up? I'll go throw something on them. But uh, <laughs> all right, hey man, please, I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, man. Tell people where they For can sure. find you and your music. Uh, you can just look up Sam Rothstein on Spotify. You can look it up on SoundCloud. Cloud, you can look it up on title apple music it's the same everywhere uh find me on instagram at sam rothstein official rothstein is not rothstein it's r-o-t-h-s-t-e-i-n uh and yeah man i appreciate you guys this was fucking fun man. Fuck yeah, man. next time you guys are in town let me know i'll fucking come down the same problem is come like, up to I, Cleveland, just, bro. I, I really uh i will go for four fucking hours if you let me like podcasting is one yeah. of my favorite pastime activities so like if yeah if you guys Come up ever to Cleveland we'll have you in the studio I'm, I'm down man just tell the people of Cleveland to let me fucking throw a show in their venues <laughs> we'll throw a house show bro yeah I'm down all I'm right down. we could do it safely of course with all of that and blah 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 blah, blah. and all that right yeah, 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 yeah I appreciate hey, you guys thank you man yeah Swaldo yo thanks for running the video my dude yeah you're very welcome please tell the people where they can find you my man you guys can find me on Instagram at Space Cadet Closet. You can also find my fitness content at Fitness with Swaldo. That's S-W-O-L-E-D-O. Or you can check out Jake and I's car content at Metal to the Pedal, M-E-D-D-L-E. Beautiful. Thank you, my man. Don Cooch. Yeah. The man, the legend, the Don. Yes, the Don. You smoking? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, you always. Okay. Huh? I always smoked out and looked out. Always, huh? Mm-hmm. Tell the people where they can find you. Tell the people where they can find you. Smoked out. You can find me at Don underscore Cooch. That's Don underscore K O O C H on Instagram. Hell yeah, man! Thank all y'all for stopping by, waking the bacon. If you tuned in on the video, well then you already know you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to listen, you can check us out on your favorite streaming platform. On Instagram though, that's the wake and bake O H. That's the wake letter N bake O H on Instagram. Head over to patreon.com slash blind James. You could up with that donation. You know we like that. Helps us keep our show float and helps us keep bringing you dope ass interviews like the one we just brought you down here in Columbus with Sam Rothstein. Alright, man. Thank you guys so much again for stopping by waking and baking. And remember, even if you lose your sight, never lose your vision. Peace. Thank you for waking and baking.